What's going on, all you constant listeners out there in the nation? You are listening to The Flashcast on a DC Comic Books Geeks Nation podcast. And in this episode, we are going to be reviewing the very first episode of Season 6, Into the Void. You don't want to miss this, folks. And welcome to the Flashcast. Um, I have to say, this was really an awesome episode. I mean, season six is off to a great start. And it's really, I mean, it's really exciting, especially before the Crisis of Infinite Earths event, which we're going to see in December, and it's going to conclude in early January. So I'm really excited about that, folks. Um, Now we're just going to get into the episode, the very first episode of The Flash season six. And we see that there is a system-wide power surge going on in Star Labs. And the time vault is just going out of whack. There's a series of explosions, and Iris and Barry are wondering what the heck is going on. And it also we also saw something that involves um that involved basically involved like the um just the center of the vault where Gideon is at, and this is completely blowing up. And we're taking straight to four months earlier where Barry is chasing Godspeed. And he asked Cisco, and now the new, now Camilla, Cisco's new girlfriend, in the comms, just advising him on how to defeat Godspeed. Now we find out quickly after Barry defeats this Godspeed that it's not August Hart; it's the fourth Godspeed, um, who's posing as well Godspeed. And when he yells, like the screech just comes out. So we're taken straight to a barbecue scene where at the West Allens, or at least at the West family house, where Joe and, and Cecile are inviting everyone for the barbecue, and it looks really great. And everything seems to be going very well, despite Nora's disappearance, as we see in, in the last episode of season five. Everyone seems a, seems more upbeat. And they're together and sharing a couple laughs. I mean, Caitlin's laughing. Everyone's just happy. I mean, Cisco's with Camilla. You know, Barry and Iris are together, but we quickly learn that, you know, Iris and Barry are still grieving about the loss of Nora. And we can see that Barry's quote-unquote upbeat is just, it, to me at least, it's just a way for him to, you know, it's his way of dealing with the loss of Nora. And he has Cisco working on the speed augmentation thing, which helps with his speed thinking. And Cisco just tells Barry, like, look, man, take it easy. I mean, ever heard of a work-life balance? And, um, sorry about that. That was, like, um, my phone. But, anyway, we can see the fact that Barry is just trying to keep it together. Despite, you know, despite deep down grieving for Nora. And in the midst of all that, in the midst of the barbecue, everyone just decides to part ways. I mean, Barry and Iris part ways, Cisco and Camilla as well as Caitlin, and Joe is just kind of, was like, what the heck, dude? Like, I just set up this barbecue, and y'all decided to leave just when you come? Someone's got to clean this up. Really fun. I mean, a bit of a funny, but yeah, an also sad scene, because, number one, I mean, Joe West, I mean, no one does humor like him, though, but then also they're dealing with the loss of Nora. So we go straight to the next scene, where we're introduced to Dr. Ramsey Rosso, Who's going to become blood work and he appears he turns out to be a friend of caitlin's from her school days and they go to a, so basically he's um officiating this funeral for his mother who actually died of a disease and he tells a story 
in her eulogy, the story of getting into an accident and that his mother helped him learn how to heal. So after all that, Caitlin uh, and Rosso, I mean, Caitlin, com you know, comforts Rosso and, you know, she, you know, tells, you know, she basically emphasizes with him and when he touches her, her killer frost instinct kind of comes out though, but I saw the scene as killer frost sensing that something was up with Rosso. You know, and then like it was kind of her frost senses kicking in in a sense like Killer Frost is like, you know what, I don't I don't know about this, you know, at least to me. But we'll go more into that into detail later on. Now in the next scene, Iris um is basically at a junk shop and we discovered that she's um she's trying to find the stuff that Joe threw away and she's actually able to find Nora's jacket. With a, you know, but however, a black hole appears, and it almost sucks the junk shop owner in. But um, Iris grabs him, and and basically the the black this black hole apparently tries to pull Iris in, but it, sadly enough, it pulls Nora's jacket, and then it goes it goes straight to another scene where Cisco is just in a hazmat suit, and he just yells, "I hate garbage!" which is really funny, and they're trying to invent so Barry and company are trying to investigate what happened but then to cheer things up a little bit um it turns out that ralph dibney actually returns from opal city and he was investigating sue dearborn now for those of you who don't know ralph dibney as an elongated man actually married a sociolite a wealthy sociolite by the name of sue dearborn in the comics and they become quite an item. And Sue actually works as a secretary in the Justice League. And um, so a little bit of a Easter egg right there. But I'm pretty sure that we're going to be seeing Sue Dearborn pretty soon in the um, Flash TV series. So going back to um, Caitlin a little bit. Um, Caitlin discovers that she's been having a bit of a frost out. And that we also see that... Um, Iris has been grieving for Nora, and let's see what else. So Iris is grieving for Nora still. We do, we do discover that, that she even talked about how when she was sucked into the black hole, that when she, when she was about to get sucked into the black hole, and after seeing Nora's jacket get sucked into the black hole, she wanted to get sucked in along with it. And this really shows that, you know, Iris really misses Nora, and the fact that Nora had such an impact on Team Flash, because... It was a sign that Barry and Iris are going to create life together. And that, you know, it was a greater loss. It was basically a death. But they knew, but they both acknowledged that Nora is going to come back though. But it's not going to be that exact Nora, like I said, I think. It's going to it's gonna be, you know, they're going to see Nora grow up. Obviously, but not at, probably not as the same Nora. So... Kaylin actually goes to a coffee date, sort of, of sorts, with Dr. Rosso, and here we begin to see his dark side. And he says that, he pleads with Caitlin, saying that, now we find out the reason why he asked her out for coffee. And it was actually during the funeral that he asked her out for coffee, by the way, I forgot to mention this. So he says that he, you know, basically he wants to use the dark matter to cure cancer, to cure the thing that killed his mother. And, um... He actually said that his mother was a coward for giving up, for not wanting to heal herself. 
in a sense, you can see that he's he too is grieving a death. I mean, so I guess in a sense, now that I think about it, this episode is about everyone just grieving in a sense. I mean, you got, you know, Barry and Iris are grieving for Nora's death. And you got Dr. Rosso, who's grieving for his mother's death. So, um, Caitlin refuses to give him the dark matter, and Rosso leaves. And she notices that CC Jitters is shaking, kind of like an earthquake, and yet a black hole appears again. And begins to suck Caitlin in. And it seems like Frost is trying to come out, though, but she doesn't want to. So, luckily, Barry has to flash, saves Caitlin, and... You know, it seems that, and here's the thing about this scene. So after all that happened, there's a scene with Barry, Caitlin, and Cisco, the original Team Flash Trinity. I had to call him that. I mean, minus, of course, Dr. Wells, who later was revealed to be, you know, Ia Thon. See, the thing about Caitlin, um, the thing about Barry, Caitlin, and Cisco is just that they're like the Oliver, Diggle, and... Felicity of the Flash. It's like the original Trinity. It started with those three. And we see a scene with them again just talking. And you know, Cisco, I think, either Cisco or Caitlin, I forgot who it was. They asked him, like, you know, you're not even worried about, you know, you, yeah, your wife just got sucked into, you know, a black hole. She was about to get sucked into a black hole. But Barry's like, so what? We're Team Flash. And to me, that just shows that Barry is just overly optimistic but you can tell he's trying to hide his grief for nora and um which is yeah which to me is just you know it's it's totally like barry though but maybe it's just you know it's sort of like a he's overdoing it so after all of that iris discovered iris and everyone else discovered that um the thing that was causing the black holes and it was a guy by the name of chester who was um, actually putting in a YouTube video about gather, you know, making a device. And we discovered that Chester has actually been in the same junkyard that Iris was at earlier, trying to get parts um, to create um, by in to create a machine, which they discovered made made these black holes. And it was just out of junk, which is pretty remarkable. And Cisco just hilariously admires this guy, you know, but. And everyone's hilarious at him too, and he's just talking about asking a girl out to CC jitters, and all of a sudden he touches this machine, and he just everything just starts to go haywire. And um, crazy enough, I mean that's they just quickly Team Flash discovers that okay we need to find this guy so that way we can figure out a way to stop these black holes. In the midst of all that too, Doctor Rosso buys something from the black market and we quickly discover that it it's a rifle but the question is what kind of rifle well i'll tell you later on but going back to chester iris visits chester at the hospital and he's just incoherent he's involuntary he's just like a vegetable you know he won't be responsive he's just completely dazed seems sad in that Iris said it was a lead, but it was a lead that ran cold because, you know, Chester's not going to say anything. And Cecile actually discovers about Iris in the junkyard, and Iris reveals to Cecile that she misses Nora and that she can't let go of Nora. But then after that, Iris quickly discovers that Chester has been creating the black holes and that 
in fact, Chester is the black hole, and the black hole is a part of Chester's mind. So, Team Flash begins to plan on how to save Chester's life, and Barry becomes triggered after Cisco suggests destroying the black hole. And um, he says, look, I'm not going to lose anyone again. And you can't blame Barry for feeling that way because he just lost Nora. And he's just adamant about saving as much lives as possible. Or maybe just all lives because he doesn't want to lose anyone's life. And alongside of that, um, the, re the recently returned Ralph Divney exposes Frost in a sense. And that he kind of lets Caitlin you know, let's Caitlin bring out Killer Frost and he discovers that Frost is afraid of living and that Ralph relates to his experience after being under the possession of Dr. William DeVoe. And he tells her, you know, not to worry that, you know, this, you know, I mean, this is like to let Caitlin know that, you know, she should be more free in a sense, be more Frost. And I think here, you know, with this, it's Caitlyn learning how to love herself, love a side of herself, love the Killer Frost side as much as she loves the Caitlyn side. And it reminds me of a blog post I did on Smallville um, about how Tom Willing's portrayal of Clark Kent helped me basically embrace my Asperger's syndrome, you know, to embrace that side of myself and to love it more. And I've been actually watching a whole lot of reruns of Smallville as of late, and I hope to do a segment, even a segment for the nation for Smallville too, and just to go over the episodes. Cause I thought, you know, for me, Smallville is just a really cool show. And what Caitlin's been going through with her Killer Frost side reminds me a whole lot of that. Just loving herself. And, you know, with me loving my Asperger's too, as well. I think it's just one of the coolest things about myself. You know, I mean, it's not who I am, but it's a part of who I am. And I think it's just really cool that I have that. It's almost like a superpower in a sense. I wouldn't say I'm a meta, actually, actually but. You know, I can relate to the metahumans. So for those of you who are hearing it for the first time, yes, I do have Asperger's. And yes, I want you to let you know that for those of you who are listening and who deal with a mental, you know, with mental health and with having a disability, I mean, it's okay. You're not alone. But you got to love yourself, too. You got to love yourself for who you are. I mean, that's key. And I think Caitlin here is teaching us that, too, as well, as Killer Frost. So thank you to Daniel Pannenbacher for that as well. Now, going back to um, this segment, wow. <laughs> Iris opens up to Barry about Nora. And here's another thing that really reminded me of mental health too. Um, Iris said this, there is no support group for what, for what we do, basically. She said like this, for what we experience. And it kind of reminded me a lot of Heroes in Crisis. And it really shows that superheroes, even superheroes, Killer Frost, The Flash, Vibe, okay, that Wells is, they all deal with mental health. They all deal with the fact that they have some challenges they have to deal with. They have to deal with mental barriers. I mean, and it takes, it takes a lot out of them. Even as superheroes, I mean, what they have to go through, what they see, what they experience, I mean, it takes a toll on their mental health. And if you guys haven't read Heroes in Crisis, I recommend that you read that book. It was written by Tom King, one of the greatest comics as of, of this year, in my opinion. I hope to buy a copy one day, and I hope to meet Tom King. And just to tell him, you know, thank you for just showing that vulnerability of superheroes. Again, I go back with vulnerability. You know, this makes superheroes more human, and less more human and less 
godlike, you know what I mean? Like, they're one of us. That they, too, struggle with mental health. You know? So, yeah, like, I definitely recommend that you read that book as well. And that's what this episode reminded me a lot of as well. You know what I mean? With Caitlin dealing with Killer Frost, Barry and Iris dealing with the loss of Nora, and, yes, Dr. Rosso dealing with the loss of his mother, too. So, yes, villains do go... Villains, of course, do struggle with mental health as well. So... They were talking about, so Iris and Barry, going back to Iris and Barry, they're talking about the purple jacket that represented, you know, in a sense it represented, um, for me, the purple jacket represented Iris in that she wanted to be swallowed by the hole, just like that jacket, as I mentioned before. So when Iris and Barry decide to, you know, deal with their grief, the black hole starts sucking Central City again. So Team Flash comes up with a plan on how to defeat the black hole and they decide to use Nora's gauntlet. So in a sense, Nora is still helping them out even when she's gone. And Killer Frost debuts an awesome suit. And you know who else debuts an awesome suit? The Flash does as well. And thank God Almighty <laughs> that he has a chin strap again because the last costume looked like he was wearing a... He, was, he looked like he had a big-ass head, okay? He was like wearing a helmet. <laughs> but yes... And then, um, so in this scene, this is where the Flash plants a grunge to the dark hole. And the song plays Flash, King of the Impossible. It's like Cisco's music from his iPod or whatever. And Iris just looks at Cisco. And, and again, another hilarious Cisco scene. And he's just like, what? You know, he's running into a black hole. What do you expect me to play? So, very heroically runs into a black hole. And um, he ends up saving Chester's... Um, Chester's life. And Chester is back to his old self, though. But the only thing is, he has glowing energy eyes. And he says, what's up, every... What's up, party people? You know, just... <laughs> yeah, and Chester, I mean, I don't know. He might be a character. And I hope he becomes a regular... He becomes at least a guest character where he helps out Team Flash occasionally. I mean, in this episode, he's going to be chilling with... Um, He's pretty much going to be in, in the, you know, Star Labs for a little while. At least as of this episode. I don't know about the next episode. But anyway, Caitlin and Frost are, you know, right now bonding and Caitlin decides to let Killer Frost take the driver's seat for a while. And we see the book of Ralph, volume two, and it's just so hilarious, man. You know, man, Ralph did me, dude. Hope we see more of that, dude. So at the end of the episode... Freaking Dr. Rosso, we discovered what that what he why he bought that rifle. And when he when he um unloads that rifle, we see that there's dark matter inside. And you know what he does? The fool injects himself with dark matter, and you know, he we discover that he resents his mother. I mean he just goes on a rant about his mother, and when he injects himself into dark matter, the cancer seemingly disappears in his in his body and he's just really satisfied however his heart begins to mutate and he's becoming a meta and this mutates in this glob of blood which you know he's gonna become blood work and he's just screaming in agony and it's like well dude that's what you get for injecting yourself with met with um dark energy you know hello like you don't mess with stuff like that man i mean didn't you know the whole thing with cicada you know and all that i mean you think these guys would learn but maybe Dr. Rosso wasn't there at the time when Cicada was running amok. 
Orrin Dwyer, right? And his daughter and his um, adopted daughter Grace. Hopefully they can give him the Medicure. Who knows? But anyway, at the very end of this episode, Barry and Iris learn from the black hole incident. And they managed to actually somehow get Nora's jacket back. I mean, actually, I think Barry got Nora's jacket back by running through the black hole. Then all of a sudden, the monitor appears. And he tells him, for their universe to survive, he had to destroy Nora's, Nora's message. You know, because they were watching Nora's message, and he had to destroy it. So the monitor warns that on December the 10th, 2019, it's going to be the crisis. And he tells Barry to have hope because... But he also tells Barry, too, that the Flash must die to save billions in the upcoming crisis. And Barry is just, Barry and Iris are just like, wow. So, folks, I mean, that's going to do it for the Flash cast. Now, on my thoughts, I read somewhere actually on Instagram that someone theorized that the Earth-90 Flash... From the Flash TV series starring John Wesley's ship. We're not talking about Jay Garrick. We're talking about John Wesley ships Barry Allen from Earth-90. Is going to be the Flash that saves everyone. Not Barry. That's that's what someone theorized. That he's going to sacrifice himself to save the universe. Because after all, he too is Barry Allen. And I thought that was a pretty interesting theory. And who knows? Maybe it might happen. Or then again, I mean, just like in the original um, Crisis Infinite Earths comic, Barry Allen's going to disappear, folks. And my thing is, what I would like to see come out of that would be for Bart Allen to appear. And Bart Allen is one of my favorite, um, he's one of my favorite Flash characters. I mean, real cool cat. But if Barry's going to disappear, that would mean that Wally West is going to have to take the helm as the Flash and that's going to be a pretty interesting, you know, that's going to be really interesting how it pans out. And what else? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm really excited for the Crisis Infinite Earths. We're going to see Harbinger. We're going to see three Superman, not one, but three. That's right, folks. Three Superman. Um, Tyler Hoechlin, if that's how you pronounce it. Brandon Ruth is going to be the Kingdom Come Superman. And... Tom Welling's going to return as Clark Kent from Smallville. Really excited about this, and I can't wait to do this segment on it. I mean, it's just really awesome. It's like, it's like, it's 20, it's 2001, 2001 again. I mean, back when I watched Smallville, 2001, 2002. Just seeing them in Erica Durant's um, role playing, and um, Bitsy Turlock as well. And I also heard, too, that i also been reading that um, some elements from Tim Burton's Batman, um, played by Michael Keaton, is going to be returning as well as Selena Kyle. But you know who else I would want to see in Crisis? Um, David M- David Masuz. That's how you pronounce it. David Masuz from Gotham, the kid who played Bruce Wayne. He should be in it, too. That'd be really sick just for him to appear. But yeah, so... That's going to pretty much do it for this Flashcast on the DC Comic Books Geeks Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian's Comics underscore one. And you can definitely follow us on Twitter at um, DC Comic Geeks Nation. And um, you can also find us on Podbean and, of course, on Spotify. And 
I really need to get Rudy on our YouTube page, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we're really expanding right now. And yeah, so, and of course, you can also look at my blog, The Boy Wonder Press, where I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of comic book reviews. I do um, book reviews. And actually, I want you guys to actually, I want to recommend this book to you also. I forgot to mention, it's Michael Straczynski's Becoming Superman. It's by Michael Straczynski, and it's a really good book. It's, it talks about a man who grew up idolizing Superman and became one of the best writers in all comic books in Hollywood. I mean, it's a recommend read for anybody. You know, if you're whether you're a fan of DC, Marvel, Image, doesn't matter. Read the book. It's really awesome. So that's going to do it for this Flashcast. Um, and remember, people, as I always say, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Earth-16, signing out. <laughs> I'm not a